Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. I love this passage. It commands complete faith in what God has to say. He is faithful. He is enduring, he is able, and he is willing. What he says, he will perform, even if he has to raise the dead or move in the miraculous to do it. But how? Through Jesus. The scripture says that his word will not return void. It will do what it set out to do. The word of God isn't a what. It's a who, and he does not fail. He finishes what he starts. He is always victorious. In John chapter 1, verse 11 and 14, we read this, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. Remember, my friend, that the Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Every word ever spoken was manifested, perfected, and demonstrated through Jesus In Revelations 19, verse 11, we read this, And I saw the heavens open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. This is a description of the return of Jesus. So understand that when that prophetic word was given back in Isaiah, that God's word would accomplish what it was sent forth to do, would not return to him void, but would accomplish what it was sent forth to do. That word was Jesus. And he did it for you. Once God speaks it, he speaks into existence. Because he is a God of creation, of resurrection, and of the miraculous. If he said it, he will perform it. From creation to revelation, God has made covenants. Which are agreements or partnerships with man. Man has never been able to keep their part in those covenants. So then Jesus comes, the word of God, in the body of a human. And he fulfills all of them. Then he dies and releases his spirit. Atones for us and restores fellowship. He makes a way for us to visit with him and even be filled with him. So that now we can keep covenant not of ourselves 
but him doing it through us. This was prophesied also in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27, when God said, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Understand what it's saying here, that we will be able to do these things when he puts his spirit within us. Because that it's not us doing it, then it's him doing it through us, and he keeps his covenants. You just have to keep your faith in them. Jesus told us that we would know the root by the fruit that it produces. What spirit is leading a man will be proven by the character that it manifests. He also told us that as grafted in branches, we must abide or remain connected and drawing from that vine in order to keep producing that good fruit. He warns us that we can be connected to him, but then dry up and wither if we stop seeking and following the leading of his words or him, because he is the word. Remember that we can do nothing on our own, but he can do all things. Our works will burn up and amount to nothing. But his works, what he does through us, will bear fruit and bring a harvest. In John chapter 15, verse 9, we read this, the words of Jesus, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, or words, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, or words, and abide in his love. Now understand this, my friend, that in the end, it is Jesus that will be rewarded for the things that he has done, but us with him, if we remain in him, in his love, in his words, according to this passage. You see, only what we allow him to do through us will ever amount to anything. And it is those things that will be rewarded in eternity. So it's not as much about the doing as it is about the obeying and surrendering to what he is doing. It's the seeking and abiding and the trusting in those difficult moments of saying, not my will, but thy will be done. And in the following, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, it says, And then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? This is why scripture warns us continually to be vigilant, to maintain our fruitfulness by guarding with all due diligence our connection and relationship with Jesus. That if we stop following his leading, even in the smallest things, it will grieve him that we cannot serve two masters, 
that we can't drink from two wells, that we can't produce two kinds of fruit, that we can't have two husbands. We choose one of them and lose the other one. That's why it tells us in Romans chapter 6, verse 16, Do you not know that to whom you yield yourself servant to obey his servants you are to whom you obey? Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. In other words, whatever spirit you listen to is the one you make yourself subservient to. That's why Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says that as for as many as are led by the spirit of God, it is they that are the sons of God. So be careful what you're connected to, what you choose to obey is what you become subservient to. And if you choose to obey the voice or words of the wrong husband, he won't cover you. The enemy is very cunning, seductive, and deceptive. But above all, he is selfish. Jesus is honest, truthful, faithful, and above all, selfless. Seek him while he may be found. Listen until he speaks to you in cords of love, correction, and wisdom. Trust what he says and follow his leading. It will be health to you, life to those around you, and fruitfulness that will last for eternity. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So prioritize your time with him and abide. Talk to him. Seek him with all of your heart. Read his words. Listen to sermons. Worship. Sit in the quiet in the still of the night and listen. Seek him early and in the evening sup with him. That's what it means to abide, to live with someone. Not just to visit, not to simply know of him, but to be known by him. To be continually connected and drawing from his Holy Spirit. To wait upon him, to hear him, to trust and to obey with all desire and fear. Not being willing to ignore him for a minute. Knowing that you can lose this great gift that you have been given. To come to the simple, humble truth. That he doesn't fail. But we can fail to remain connected to victory by becoming connected to other things. Yes, we can disconnect from eternity by choosing to connect to the temporary. Remember the warning given to us by Jesus Himself of the seed that was planted and grew into a tree that was producing much fruit. But then the thorns grew up and choked out its fruitfulness. Jesus tells us that the thorny vines are distractions and the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this life. Oh, beware of busyness. It will disconnect you from hearing from the root of the branch of Jesse. And when you stop seeking and speaking with Jesus, when the word stops leading your every action, 
you will wander off the narrow path and march headlong into disaster. That's why Jesus warns us not to neglect so great a salvation, because that thorny vine-choked tree was cut down and cast into the fire because it was useless. That's why Jesus warned us not to neglect so great a salvation. It is dangerous. Without Jesus, you are nothing. Make sure that you stay connected to him and cut away everything that is a distraction. The first time you ignore his still small voice for something else, cut it off before the disease spreads. Take your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Very serious. The word does not return void. It does its job. The question is, are you working with it? Or have you become disconnected? If so, this is your altar call. There is still space for repentance. Hear the word of God and accept it. Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 1, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except that it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branch. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. And in Romans chapter 11, verse 19, we get this warning. Thou wilt say then that the branches were broken off, that you might be grafted in? Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and you stand connected because of faith. Right? Remember that faith is, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, so faith is trusting what God has to say. But be not high-minded because that you are grafted in because of your faith, but rather fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, both the goodness and the severity of God on them which fail, severity, but towards thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted back in. For God is able to graft them in again. So herein is the lesson. God is faithful to fulfill his promises. If you want to see the victory, if you want to be part of the fulfillment, 
if you want to have a place in the inheritance, then you better stay connected to the only one who's going to be awarded it. Because if you are found in Jesus on that day, then you will receive with him. Remember, the scripture says that we will be joint heirs with Christ. In other words, we will receive what he does. But if you start listening to anything else, if you stop putting your faith in what he had or has to say, then you become disconnected. And you don't have to be an open outright rebellion to get there. You can simply just neglect so great a salvation that you have been given. Get back in the prayer closet. Make sure that you're still connected to the root of heaven so that he can produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit through you so that you can be rewarded. Not for what you do, but for what you have allowed him to do through you. You simply being willing to listen to him and not every other wind of doctrine are influencing spirit. Figure out what you need to be disconnected from. And make sure that you're connected to Jesus. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.